0: Greetings, and welcome to MTG Profits, Episode 8. My name is Devin, and I am joined by my co-host, Andy.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And uh, today we're going to, as per our usual, hit uh, maybe a news item. And today we've got uh, something a little special on the docket. We're going to go through uh, some how to sell cards on eBay specifically, and if time permits, maybe mention other, other avenues as well. And as always... Uh, give uh, give uh, a pick or two At the end of the episode So um, First uh, little bit of news That we had for this week It was relatively slow news week uh, A pro player, Dan Lanthier Requested a permanent DCI uh, Suspension for himself And that came after He had been caught cheating On camera at an extremely Low level event like a Friday Night Magic Event and And um, At first, when he had been caught, he tried to play it off as some sort of play error or play mistake, but it was a blatant cheat. He actually pulled a land that he was searching for in his deck right out of his graveyard, plugged it right into his deck, and then pulled that same mana. That's really sad. He miraculously (laughs) found it. Wow. uh, uh So uh, eventually, failed to find. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. So uh, I think you know, sensing the shitstorm that was about to descend on him, he uh, he actually uh, took it to the next level and requested a permanent ban for himself and uh, all future cheaters. And uh, in an attempt to um, not discredit his prior winnings, he said, uh, you know, uh, something along the lines of, "This doesn't represent my play." And neither does it represent my the way I play and the standards that I hold myself to, and nor does it invalidate my previous victories as well. So, uh, uh, what well, do you think? It, of that? it
1: seems very you know very skeptical of that then, because I mean, if he, you know, it sounded too that he he when he cheated he did it very it was well practiced. So it was extremely smooth. You know, if what, I don't know that would tend to make you think that he has done that
0: before if it was that smooth and not only that this was done at an extremely low level event where there was like no money on the line there might have been like a pack at the end of the night on the line or something yeah and um i don't know if you've seen the video for this but i have seen the video and it's it's fantastic so he's got his um he's got his hand in front of him and uh he's got his graveyard sort of to the back right of his his field Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have his graveyard stacked up his graveyard is splayed out in front of him in two okay. rows of three cards. And they're staggered okay. in a way that essentially you could pick up any card you want from that graveyard. Yeah. And, um, and what he did was he did something really smart. So he, he at the moment when he, he cracked his land to search for, uh, yeah. it was like a root-bound crag or something. It was like the forest mountain he was searching okay. for. So he lifted up the deck that he was supposed to search blocked his opponent's view of his graveyard and with his right hand picked the card up that he needed and added it into his library at the same time so he basically blocked the opponent's view of the grave and he waited until the opponent started taking uh, count of life so so he cracked a fetch and when the opponent was writing down that he had lost a life for cracking the fetch he picked when up he his library blocked <laughs> the guy's view of his graveyard you know snatched that card up shoved it into his his library and then made a show of searching for it so um you know it was extremely smooth and obviously well practiced Mm -hmm. you know it was like it was like a master class sleight of hand cheat you know it it wasn't something he just accidentally did for the first time at this Friday Night Magic so um pretty shady stuff and um especially you know
1: if you're a tour pro tournament player and a Uh,
0: He's won GPs before. One GPs,
1: and you're really supposed to be a professional. Uh, Uh, How can we not question your wins in the past now? Uh,
0: You know, exactly. And, and, you know, not only that, like, you know, I feel like cheating, I think, should be penalized, like, harshly. You know, it's like, you know these things are are just it's what ruins a game. You know, I know you've been on the end of you know the receiving end of cheating. Sure. I know I've been on the receiving end of cheating. It's pretty much ruins the game when you're sitting there. And you know, the most common cheats that I see is when people like stack their sealed deck, you yes. know, like yes, they'll absolutely. it'll be a sealed environment and all of a sudden during deck construction, they pick up their cards and disappear to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know. And then they come back late, and you know, because they've been sitting there changing their deck where no one can see it. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, they have all the soldiers they could possibly want, you know, or all the, you know, Kithkin
1: as it might be. (laughs) Yeah,
0: God, the Kithkin cheater! I remember that. Yeah, like in a draft, he had like you know, twenty-two Kithkin in his deck or something. (laughs) (laughs) Out of a very outrageous. He had, like, 22 Kitkin and, like, seven non-Kipkin cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It was you know, amazing.
1: I question, too, is did the guy not notice he was being recorded? Or do you... you
0: know, he, I think he knew he was being recorded. The, you know, that's actually a really good point. He knew he was being recorded. He just forgot. And, like, wow. the cheating comes so naturally to him. It's, like, it's probably like breathing air. You don't actually think that you're doing it. You know, you don't think hmm. about it. It just happens so naturally for him. Yeah, I guess just, so. You know, it's just part of his gameplay. It's like it's an integral part of his playing magic. In all likelihood, yeah. So for him, it's just like the normal game. So wow. he, he didn't think he didn't have to think twice about it. It just happened.
1: So. Yeah. I guess if you're gonna cheat, you know, at least uh,
0: don't cheat when you're being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, come on Al. you got that right. Uh, you oh, know, gosh. it's <laughs> just shockingly stupid. Yeah. You know,
1: absolutely.
0: But you know what? The sad thing is he probably won't get, like, a permanent ban. He he won't get, like, a lifetime ban. He he might even not even get a year. Watch him get, like, six months, you yeah. know. They only ban people for, you know, making memes and photographing butt cracks in tournaments and things. <laughs> That'll get you a lifetime ban. You're not welcome anymore. But cheating in the game, you know, oh, well, we, we don't mind cheaters. Cheaters are okay. It's part of the game, you know. Yeah, that should be at the very top. It top should of the be. List. It should yeah. be the absolute first thing that, mm-hmm. you know, don't because cheat. the penalty should be severe to prevent further cheating, to dissuade it and make it yeah. just so that people won't do it in the future. Yeah. So, you know, that's our news item for the week. Just some crazy BS and, and people and their bad yeah. behavior. You know, it's kind of a shame, but we, it, we've all been on the end of it. I bet yeah. you even if you don't even know you've been cheated on, you've probably been cheated on. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, I mean, every every game, every sport, every, everything. There's always going to be some cheaters. I mean, yeah, it's just just how it is.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really sad because it really ruins really ruins things. Yeah, you know. absolutely disappointing. But, yeah, but I know today we wanted to discuss a little bit uh, some details about uh, I think buying and more specifically selling on on eBay.
1: Exactly. I mean, we, we've we talked in a lot of episodes about buying, and uh, we talked about our picks and things that you should buy, and we've even talked about sources for researching cards and, and where to look for that, and today we thought we'd focus a little bit more on the actual selling aspect, because now that you bought all these cards, what are you going to do with them? Well, you're going to eventually sell them at some point, and you want to try to make some money off them, so That's right. how exact. are you going to do that? And I think the the best source... Is through eBay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think eBay's got the most eyeballs, and it's the easiest to sell things on eBay. I find, uh, you know, I, I do find there are pros and cons to it, but as a general rule, I, I do probably sell more of my cards through eBay than any other source. And uh, I also sell cards on TCG Player, and I've also done it on Amazon in the past, yeah. And um, but uh, I would say the vast majority is eBay.
1: You think overall it's just easier and less costly
0: to do it through eBay. You know, I, I actually think it's 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 I don't think it's I actually think it's probably more expensive to do it through eBay. It's cheaper to do it on Amazon and it's cheaper to do it on TCG Player for sure. Okay. Um, and um I, I think it's about equally easy. Uh, it may actually be easier on Amazon, to be honest. The the only issue is uh, the amount of purchasers, the amount of eyeballs on the audience. Exactly, the issue. Yep, because um, the eBay has uh, by far the most people looking for magic cards and card trading card games in general, as far as I can tell. And um, so the, the the process itself is relatively easy. Um what what is uh what do you typically use? Do you typically use the app or do you typically use the website? You know, What's I used to preference? use the
1: website, but now I use the app.
0: I find it so much easier just to do it through the app,
1: especially because some of the other integrated features with that. So like, well you're gonna want to take pictures. Okay. It can do take pictures right away, right through the app and just do it. So yes. it's, not, it's not a problem.
0: You don't have to then transfer the picture to your PC to upload the picture exactly. on Exactly. It's yeah. right there. I've got it. Um, easy easy to do I agree, I love listing from my phone However, when I complete the process I actually then go back to my PC And uh, it's mostly because I need to print things out at that point um, So for the sake of argument What I'll do is I'll go through the entire process of listing the item on the eBay app Which is a great app, by the way It's It's a very useful phone app, I think um, I don't know if you found this to be the case, but it keeps tabs, it does a very good job when people make offers, it yep. tells me the moment that uh, my item has been purchased, it tells me when I've been paid for the item, so basically I know exactly the status of my 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 items.
1: And I would say it's definitely improved over time. I remember absolutely. before it was much buggier and I, I would have issues every now and then with it not um, completing my listing and things like that, but it seems to have greatly improved.
0: So, it has. Uh, Although I do have one current complaint with it. I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, for some reason for me, trying to communicate through other buyers to other buyers and sellers for items that I've either purchased or people that have purchased items from me, normally you can send a message through eBay. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. is a way to do that from the app on the phone. But for yep. some reason, when I do that lately, the messages are not going through. The users are oh. not getting my messages, and then I have to go back and check on the actual website to see if the message has been sent or received. Okay. So um, there does seem to be, at least on the iOS version, a little bit of a, a communications bug, to, and that now, has not you, always been. When you send
1: the message, do you do it so it will send a copy to your email as well?
0: You know, historically, I've gotten really lazy about that, and I don't do it. I, I'm just so curious
1: to see if you if you're getting I the get copy it. at least. You know, you know, that's, that's a really
0: good me. question. I'll have to try that the next time. But I've actually, after it failed to send twice, and the problem, i tell you what the problem is, it looks like it's sent. Yeah. So as far as you can tell, that message was sent. It even says message sent. Yeah. But the problem is, they're not getting it. Huh. So it, it's very yeah. problematic when you think you've asked someone a question, and, uh, and they don't get back to you, and it turns out they never got it. Because then you're sitting here thinking, that jerk, he didn't even respond to my request, you know, or whatever. Or if you're responding, if someone requests information of you and you respond, and yep. they don't get the response, they're sitting here thinking, "That jerk, he didn't send me a response." You know? Sure. So, sure. So, uh, t- I for, guess on on that
1: subject, I mean, I, I've I use the Android version of the app, and I've I've never had a problems sending messages through it.
0: Yeah, I historically, as, as far have as I, as I know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've never. Uh, yeah, it's curious. I've I've, I've was, noticed that the la- over the last four months that problem has cropped up. So, uh, It it has not always been the case I've historically sent messages without a problem Through the phone app But lately it has been a little bit more of a problem So So we're
1: looking So so eBay is the best way to go So get the app Whatever uh, device type you have Um, You go in There's an option there for selling Go under selling And then you can list an item And then you can describe your item Put whatever you want for it um, and then you have a bunch, of other item, a bunch of other fields to fill out about your your item. So um, you need to set the uh, the title of it. Uh, you add kind of photos. You set the category. You put in the item details. Uh, put in the description. and Put in your pricing and your shipping. And yep. I think those are the major two, things.
0: Two. One major choice that you have is... Uh, do you want to do an auction or do yeah, you want exactly. to go buy yep. it now? So that's – um. I usually will do buy it now with the option to allow for best offers. That's okay. my typical uh, listing. It will list an item. And um, in the that's listing of did. the items, I usually will have in the listing, I usually have the, the letters somewhere in the listing, MTG. I will have the name of the card. I will sometimes even have Magic the Gathering written out. Yeah. And I always – and I always list the quality of the item. So my uh, my current listings say uh, like MTG Fatal Push Near Mint Ether Revolt. So um, that is a typical of my listings. Oh, and the number of cards. So yes. if you have I a four of it'll say X four. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Or, uh, and then uh, so I will typically offer buy it now pricing with the ability to offer or what they call best offers.
1: And that's really just to sell it faster then, right?
0: It you is. want to do buy it now for for speed. It is. And I usually do a quick search on eBay of the card that I'm trying to sell. I am typically going to be one of the I'm typically going to be the lowest, you know, one of the lowest if not the lowest for whatever card I'm selling, especially when I want to move it quickly. If I want to dump that card, I want it to be out of my hands. And um, and a lot of the selling and buying that I do is time sensitive. So or at least that's how I feel it is. So I usually want to get in and get out. And um, so
1: Exactly. I, I agree. I think you want to sell it as fast as you can. Time is money in this case. So you know, get that for buy it now. If it's something that I feel is not is in a rush to sell and usually only like higher Value items I'll, I'll do an auction version of that okay, but the the vast majority of everything I'll do, I, I agree. buy it now,
0: yeah, I usually do a buy it now. I very seldom do auction things except if I feel that it's a um that it's a harder item to sell. If it's a harder item to sell, I will auction. but if it's something like magic cards seem to have a very wide audience of purchase. there's a lot of eyeballs looking at magic cards. And as long as I tend to be among the lowest price items, I'll usually end up selling that card mm-hmm. or, or box, yeah. as, as the yeah. case may be. So, so then that gets to the the, the, um, the next step, which is... um. So so talked say, about the title, we
1: talked about category, you just fill that out. Uh, yep. Description, add in a little description. Uh, so that brings us... You talked a little bit about pricing, so set it to buy it now and make your price competitive
0: that's what yeah typically
1: make it know. as low as possible or near the lowest if you want to sell it if you really think you're going to make a lot of money for it you can set it higher but yeah you, know, you might be you might you wait might sit on it for a while which is yeah you know it's that's your prerogative and the, the only other thing i'd touch back on is the photos so take a bunch of photos of it and uh i i would take as many photos as you need to to properly you know describe the, the show the object and I, I get to that because if you have, like, a scratch or something on it and someone complains about it later, you can say, well, it was in the photos or it was in the description. So yeah. you cover yourself by, by you know, being descriptive and taking photos and, and making sure to include any sort of imperfections in the your description and in your auction.
0: Your yeah, that that is true. I, I try to, you know, depending on the dollar amount, if it's uh, some low-dollar cards... Um, then I'm not going to typically bother with a bunch of pictures. If it's more than $12, I'll usually take more than one photo. Yeah. If it's, like, more than $50, I'll make sure I'm taking, like, four photos and I'm angling it so I'm getting light reflections off it so they can see surface wear, sure. you know, things of that nature. And same things when I sell, like, booster boxes. I'm usually taking more than one photo to show that the shrink-wra- shrink-wrapped seal is intact. Yep. So... And for all those categories, for for all of them uh,
1: that we just talked about and and what's to come too, as Devin said, you can look at other auctions to get a sense for things. Well, how should I list this description? How should I list the title? You know, we kind of gave you some suggestions, but you know certainly look at some of the other auctions to get ideas on how to do those uh, and and you can use that or you know come up with something yourself. You know, I think just overall, I just want to be as descriptive as possible. And uh, you know, as competitive as possible in your pricing.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's about right. So then, once you once you sell an item, the app will say, you know, your item has sold. Please. Well, I think we things. got one
1: big one other big piece here. Probably the biggest
0: piece. right? Do you want to talk about this now? The shipping. So yeah, that actually is going to come after the sale of the item. So. Okay. Well, uh, but
1: I mean, you still have to set it in your description, though.
0: So, oh, okay. Oh, you're right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually am going to offer free shipping. I find that that gets by far the most eyeballs. Yeah.
1: Okay. And there's a little thing in the app there that you could say, buyer gets free shipping. And you can yeah. click on that, and then you don't I, have to worry about it.
0: I almost always offer free shipping. I don't know about you, but I, I typically do. I always offer
1: free shipping. I yeah. think it's a great incentive. People like to see free shipping. And, you know, I I have to rally against the people who say, oh it's 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 uh you know the card is only ten cents with five dollars shipping.
0: Yeah, it is yeah. It's super yeah. annoying. When I'm yeah. on eBay and I'm purchasing, I'm looking for free shipping. I I, I look for it. So I, I, I think, feel if I look for it, other people are looking for
1: exactly. it. Exactly. And I think a lot of people I don't know, they try to play this trick with the shipping that they try to inflate the shipping cost to make the auction seem less or the the cost of the buy it now less. When in reality, it comes out the same um, or, you know, so exaggerated that there's no way I would buy it for that price. So, yeah, yeah. I think if you try to screw people with the prices, you know, either the the price of the card or through shipping, it's going to be a slow sale, if at all.
0: (laughs) And, and, you know, and realistically, people are pretty savvy. They're not going to like fall for a a high shipping price. They understand that. Like they're never going to buy that card. So you know, people are pretty savvy on the internet. It's like, oh, that's a three dollar card. Well, let me buy it for ten cents and then pay three dollars and fifty cents to ship for shipping. People are not going to go for that. So it's a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah, but I do. It's I typically offer the free. Offer shipping. The free shipping. So you offer
1: free shipping. So, so you throw your your buy your your listing together. You say post it. It says at the bottom. Um, it goes online. You can always go back and revise it if you want to. You mess something up, so you don't have to worry about
0: that. Yeah. Um, there's no listing fees, right? You're, for your first 50 items. Your first 50. Yeah, about I have actually reached that limit in the past, and and then they do charge you once you are, once you have more than 50 active items for sale. Um, okay. Only a, a 50 at a time. At a time, that is okay. correct. Okay. So now my account is currently 20. Or i currently have 31 active items for sale wow so, what, what's the uh,
1: cost do you know the cost of hand for it's like connect?
0: um it's like 25 cents or something like that the ins- i've only hi- i've only breached that limit once and it seems to me it was like a 25 cent li- per item listing fee they called it a listing fee and it was yeah. like a quarter i believe um, so, which you know on a magic card 25 cent listing fee and for a two dollar card is substantial oh absolutely yeah. 25 cent listing fee on a A $100 card is not substantial. So, So, you know,
1: be aware of how much you're listing. But, you know, in the end, you you don't really have to
0: worry about that. Typically not. I usually have got, you know, under that amount for sale. Like I said, right now I've got like, although I was close because I had or at least my 60-day total, I have sold 11 items. And I currently have, like I said, 30-odd items for sale. So so I was not that close. I still had a a solid 10 listings for free available. Okay.
1: So you've got your listing out there. It's sitting there. Someone clicks and says, I want to buy it. You'll get a little notification that, uh, congratulations, someone has your hard work paid off or whatever. Uh, Someone has has purchased your item.
0: Yep. And then it'll usually tell you the item is bought, and then it'll tell you once the item is paid for. Once the item is paid for, it then says, go ahead and ship the item.
1: Yeah, so don't do anything until it is paid for.
0: Yeah, don't ship your goods until you've received your funds. Yeah. So, And it's almost exclusively PayPal uh, funding. Yes. So if you are buying, it's important to mention, if you are buying and selling on eBay, you will need PayPal. It is a necessity. That is the essentially the only way to get paid. the currency of PayPal. You can set other options, but uh, I wouldn't recommend that. You will never you will never sell those items because they don't even list them in the same way. So they don't even come up on the search if PayPal's not an option for payment.
1: So, so. definitely make sure you have a PayPal account and you can uh, manage your transactions that way.
0: Exactly. Yep. You will need PayPal. So, but you know, for buying on eBay, most of the time you need PayPal as well. So most if you've ever bought anything on eBay. You can pretty much sell something on eBay, you know, and that's another, exactly. you know, advantage to eBay. It's like, oh, I've bought things from eBay before. Well, guess what? You can sell things too. So, and all you need is the yep. same PayPal account that you normally use to buy things, and that's the same way you sell things.
1: And, and if you, you have any concerns about PayPal, PayPal is completely free. Uh, It's easy to set up.
0: Um, Although you know, they will secure, the, and they charge you. They everything charge a, a small fee, yeah. They, they actually sell, charge you a fee when you sell your items, though. When you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and one other note I want to say, too, is if you don't get paid relatively soon after the auction, you're probably not going
0: to get paid. <laughs> have you had a bunch that have not paid? I've you? had, a couple, but had I, a couple, and
1: I have seen, and I'm talking to other sellers, that if you don't get paid within the 24 hours, you're probably not going to get paid.
0: Yeah, it seems like I I would agree with that. Sometimes it goes as far as two days, but I have not been paid several times. so, yeah.
1: so that's a whole different topic. What to do if that happens? But um, let's yeah, assume that they you've listed your item and they have uh, they they won the auction and they they paid it. So it says it'll say that you got paid X amount and that That amount will be different than what you had it listed for, because it'll minus the the, the transaction, the PayPal transaction or whatever, or the eBay transaction. Which
0: so usually it' you'll actually um the amount that you'll receive is actually typically going to be that exact dollar amount. They actually take that money from you at the end of the monthly billing cycle. So um, for the sake of argument i've I have sold six hundred and eighty seven dollars worth of stuff on eBay in the last. Uh, the last uh, period, and I received from eBay yesterday a bill for sixty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, what happens is they 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 put the money into your PayPal for the trans, for the the purchase price, but then you will pay eBay every month from your PayPal the amount that eBay bills you, which is about ten percent. So, like I said, a uh, six hundred eighty bucks. They're taking sixty-seven bucks, so it's like nine point two percent or something like that. Is the is the eBay transaction fee? So eBay doesn't charge you to list your item, but they do charge you when you sell, you know, to sell an item. Yeah, yeah. Which is important exactly. to take into consideration, especially for high-dollar items. You know, if you're selling something for three hundred dollars, eBay's keeping thirty dollars. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, so there are definite costs associated with the use of the eBay, and um, so you've got ten percent right off the top. You've got to pay to ship your item, and another 2% PayPal is going to take. So, you know, it, it does add up slowly. So, and it's just something to take into consideration when you're selling these cards, which is why you don't want to have teeny tiny transactions, you know, of like less than $2. Because just the shipping is going to eat you up percentage-wise. You know? Exactly, exactly. I, I try
1: to really sell anything... You know, it it it's got to be at least five dollars and over, if not ten dollars and over. Yeah,
0: my sweet spot is is more than more than more than four, and so but I but I, I you know I try obviously higher is better, and I'll try to push for higher because sometimes I'll just do four ofs. You know? exactly. So. Or
1: yeah, that's the other way. I'll I'll sell a lesser value card, but
0: I'll do the four of those cards. Yeah, so it'll be like four four dollar fifty cards, it brings you to six. You know, so, or even better for $2 cards, which brings you to eight. So, and typically if it's, if a card is below $8, I will usually put the card. Oh, you know what? So that brings me to the next, sort of our next, um, our next step. Once you've sold the item on, it'll tell you the item has been paid for. And now that it's time to ship the item. So now I actually do go back onto the PC Mm -hmm. because I will need to print shipping labels and, or, um, Uh, shipping labels and or i'll have to pay for shipping sure i've sold um i'm looking at a couple of fatal pushes that i just sold and i sold them at four dollars and let's see four dollars and 34 cents a piece and i sold two of them so i was selling them as one of Mm -hmm. but someone came and and bought two of them so i'll go to the computer and then um, i will hit print shipping label so you so what it does is... So
1: this is through your PayPal account when you go to that transaction. Or eBay, gonna, so I'll be right on eBay. eBay, yeah. Yep. You can do it through PayPal
0: too, though. I usually am going to print a packing slip right from eBay. And um, what it'll do is it, the packing slip ha- shows everything on it. It shows the address of the individual, shows my address, shows how much they paid and what they bought. And I will just print this page out because this is the page that's going in the envelope for the user. Mm-hmm. you know, or alternatively, I will cut his address out of it and tape it to the outer envelope <laughs> and then um, and mail the rest of it to him. So I will uh, for an eight dollars an eight dollar sale, I will typically not send it tracked. I will typically send it just in a regular USPS, you know, stamped envelope with a top loader holding the cards. So yeah. sometimes you, you hate to do it that way, but paying two dollars and sixty-seven cents for an eight-dollar sale is, is just it really just eats into yeah, exactly the
1: problem. That's, that's about the, the approximate cost of what it costs to send that to print the 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 uh, uh, shipping label the shipping label that includes the tracking so. Yeah. So but whatever your purchase, you know, if it's five dollars or ten dollars or whatever, you know, if you're gonna do it, print that shipping label, you're gonna spend at
0: least two dollars and sixty-seven cents or whatever. That's exactly right. Now it's important to mention you can do that right. Yeah, it definitely has bears consideration. You can do that right from eBay. So right when you hit print shipping label, there's two things that pop up. The first thing is print a packing slip. I always print a packing slip. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing, it allows you to purchase postage right from eBay. You pick the postage type, so it would be U.S. Postal Service. It would be first-class mail, and it automatically sends it uh, with tracking. And what happens is you will then use your printer to print out the shipping label, and it will charge your PayPal account $2.67 to ship out an envelope. And you literally just paste, you literally just tape that shipping label onto your envelope and put it in your mailbox. You don't have to go to the post office. You don't have to do anything special. You just put it in your in your mailbox. That's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I find that that's very easy. It works for packages as well. And um, the, uh, the packages I ship... Pretty regularly, and um, although we'll we'll talk about that a little bit in a moment because it'll be outside of eBay typically.
1: Yeah, that's a little more complicated. I I, I yeah. haven't done as much of the bigger size. I'm usually sending singles or multiple
0: of cards. Um, and you usually print your shipping label right from eBay, correct?
1: Uh, I usually print it through PayPal. I go into PayPal and it'll it'll have an option there on that transaction print uh, shipping label. Print shipping label. And I'll do it there.
0: You know, you might want to try doing it through eBay because I didn't know if you were aware, but they give you a ten percent shipping reduction or something.
1: Yeah, there's a slight discount if you do it through uh, through eBay. So, uh, um, so yeah, I, I just print it out and I, I usually just use I have all these you can get them anywhere really the security envelopes. It's got a little sticker on the back to peel it off and and seal it. And they're they're smaller envelopes. Uh, I, I use these the three and five eighth inch by six and a half inch uh, envelope. Gotcha. And then I cut out my, my, I get my label. I print it out. I cut it to size and I, I slap it on the,
0: the envelope and send it out. Yep. That's really all there is to it. So it's, it's, it's pretty elegant. It's pretty easy. It is not, it does consume a little bit of time when you consider you've got to list it. You've got to sell it. Once you've sold it, you got to print the packing ship, the, the packing slip, print out the shipping label, Tape it on, to cut the thing out, tape it on, put it in there. So there is a little bit of um, effort associated with it.
1: And I will say, I never
0: print a packing slip. Oh, really? You just drop, drop a card in I just in chuck
1: it? it right into the envelope. Yep. Really? Yep. I never
0: wow. Did. So you don't have... So when they open their envelope, mm-hmm. they're just opening a card in a top loader? They're just and, getting a card in a top loader. That's it. Wow. I'm shocked. Yeah, that's I am it. very surprised. Printing a packing slip is free, and I highly recommend doing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, do it. Wow. So this, I, 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 like having it in there because it shows the, um, it shows the item number. It shows who they got it from, and um, because if they're ordering a bunch of cards, they may not know whose card came. So, for example, this guy that just ordered two fatal pushes for me. Dollars to donuts, he's ordered two from somebody else. So, yeah. you know, what if he doesn't get one of them? You know, now I'm relying on him fig- sleuthing around to figure out who where it came from and where it didn't come from. You see what I'm saying? So I would yeah. much rather him have him have that information right in front of him right when he I mean, he I guess
1: it gives the, the seller that information, or the buyer that information. But it still doesn't really hold any water as far as if they wanted to... to... Con, uh, contest
0: it. <laughs> it it doesn't. You know, if they're going to contest it whether they got it or not, it doesn't help. But it does help if they're getting a sh- a boatload of cards. I mean, just, uh, yeah, I agree. It, it yeah. is a, a nice to have for the the buyer. Yeah, and it's absolutely critical when you trade cards to have these labels. These well, th- see now,
1: yeah, that's different. When I do a trading, I I'll do uh, yeah. more detailed than that.
0: Yeah, I've I've just gotten in the habit of doing it every time. I'm I'm actually surprised you don't do that. It's shocking to me. Well, it's just an extra step that I skip. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I, I always do that. but um, so recommended do it, but you lord yeah, um, if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Now, when I send large packages, so if I'm going to send something um, that is, say I'm going to send a booster box, and a booster box is something like 2.6 pounds, it's heavier than... Um, than uh, United States first class shipping. So I can't send it USPS first class. I have to send it uh, USPS priority mail or uh, UPS, which is uh, the brown truck. And um, typically I will sell booster boxes right from. So when I sell a booster box, whether it's. Th- if it's right from eBay, I will do the exact same thing and I will use eBay's. Um, shipping page to pay for shipping as well and I will just choose whether I'm there's a little drop-down menu that allows you to choose priority mail and it says package or thick envelope so I'll usually click on that and then click package and you have to weigh how much the box is and uh, so I have a little scale here on the desk and I just weigh the I just weigh the booster box and I usually weigh the box that I'm going to put the booster box in and you have to insert the, the amount in pounds and ounces into this eBay thing. And um, so you, it'll be like two pounds, six ounces. And then it will give you an estimated price. And then you can pay for it right here, right from the eBay page, and, uh, and instantly print out your shipping label just like you can with um, first-class packages. So you can do priority mail as well and uh, you still just stick it in an envelope or not in an envelope you just stick it in your mailbox box you know you put the label on the box you put the box in your mailbox and uh since it's prepaid you don't have to do anything to it yeah so when the uh, post office lady person comes she's going to scan it when it goes into the truck and that's when the tracking commences i, I will feel more
1: comfortable just going to the post office and dropping off packages the, uh, yeah big things
0: you know, I've done it in three different places. I've done it in my mailbox. If it can fit in my mailbox, I am going to stuff it in my mailbox because that is by far and away the least amount of sure. work for me. Easier. However, I I live in a neighborhood that has like uh, homeowners, and they have these mailboxes that are all uniform, and they're not big. So I can't fit – like in most cases, I can't fit anything larger than a bubble envelope in there. So okay. I have to um, – then what i'll do is i'll just drop it in one of those blue things you know the uh, sure. i don't know if you've seen those around but the little blue mailbox like a metal box that's you know uh-huh. attached, it's stuck to the ground yeah. if you can shove it in one of those you're good too sure but um so the third and final way to to ship cards is if you have not sold so say you've sold it through some other means that's not ebay if you need to ship your item you can do it directly from paypal and you just type in, you know, HTTPS, uh, PayPal.com forward slash ship now, and uh, it'll bring you right to a shipping page where you can ship anybody, anything, and you can print out a shipping label and pay right there with PayPal. Uh, so any U.S. Postal Service uh, product can be purchased right there. So, do you need to know the weight and all that, or does that? I do. And okay. yeah, yeah, you still need to know the weight. Yeah. And you can estimate it if, if, say, if you're selling something that's five pounds, you know, approximately, stand on a scale, weigh yourself, and then pick up the item and weigh yourself again. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have a specialty scale. Although, I will say, a, a, a scale that lists pounds and ounces is highly desirable and only costs $9 on Amazon. So, it's the same thing that, like, drug dealers use to weigh out their drugs. They're, like, <laughs> <laughs> super cheap. That's the and, kind of drug, right? So... <laughs> cardboard crack you know yeah i guess so yeah so but uh that's about all there is to it i highly recommend selling on ebay it, it definitely funds the hobby exactly so i think we probably should move on to our picks for the week here yeah yeah i think we'll
1: do uh just one pick this week each and yeah. uh
0: devin you want to go first sure so uh my pick my pick for the week is um is actually a, a time uh, a, a timely pick. I, it's basically time dependent, and it is because we know uh, the sets that are coming out after Guilds of Ravnica. We have two, more, or we have one more that's going to have some of the clans or guilds that have not come out in the Guilds of Ravnica. So we have, um, oh, for example, the. Um, Let's be red green at this point. Red green is the Gruul and the. Oh. Um, the blue, uh, blue green as well. Okay. And, um, and, um, yeah, maybe the Azorius there's, so there's several of them that are still not, I think we've had five, right. And there's five more that are coming out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know that blue, red, and, and I'm sorry, blue, green and green, red have not come out yet. So I have actually started to buy the lands that, the the rare lands that are in those colors well, because every single time when a new uh, guild comes out interest in that guild and their mechanics spikes as happened just now with the guilds of Ravnica the um those cards spiked about 2 to 3 dollars more per card my cards uh, that I'm purchasing now it's kind of a it's their, it's kind of one and the same it's um it's these dual lands so it's the Hinterland sure. Harbor which is the blue green one and um i bought a bunch of those at $2.75 so i i i got a several a few play sets of those and um i got two play sets of the rootbound crag for $2 that's the green red one so that that's yeah. sort of my pick for the week it's it's actually uh it's basically dual lands associated with the guilds that are coming out so any of those lands that you can get cheap and um you know they're not going to spike to the high heavens but they'll probably go from $2 to $3 or $4 or from two dollars to to four or five, I think is realistic. From three to five or six, I think is realistic. I think you'll gain about two dollars per card once these guilds drop, and then you just unload That's them, you know, as four ofs, you know, four hinterland harbors, you know, four rootbound crags. So it
1: makes sense. There always seems to be demand for those special lands, and especially when you have a, a good reason like this with the uh, related guilds coming
0: out. Yeah, you know they're coming, so it's one of those few. It's one of those few uh, sure shot moments where you're like, hey, you know what? This is probably going to go up, I would say, highly likely. And in addition, you don't have to wait for too long. It'll be, you know, at the speed at which Magic drops out these new sets, it'll just be like two months away. Yeah, exactly. So there's a a finite time that you'll have to hold this. So it's not going to be dead money for long. You'll be able to recoup this money relatively quickly. Yep.
1: Nice. The uh, one pick that I had is a, a card here that uh, just came out in Guilds of Ravnica. I think it's maybe a undervalued card at the moment. And that is the Swiftblade Vindicator of the Boros Guild. It's one red, one white. It's a 1-1 one, one creature. But really what makes it shine is it's got three abilities in one. Uh, it's got Double Strike, Vigilance, and Trample. It's a human oh, soldier. So for two mana, you're getting a Double Strike Vigilant Trample Creature. So you throw any sort of our, uh, equipment or enchantment on that, you know, you're, you're, you're talking now that that creature is going to be attacking for some serious damage. Yeah. And uh, really, uh, I think uh, it can be a powerhouse. And I, I played on Arena a couple times and I had this card come up in some drafts. And it really was a star player. Once that enchantment went get, went on, it it was a game winner right there. It was a huge threat. Yeah. Um, and, and right now it's only going for about a dollar, uh, actually a little little under a dollar. Great. Uh, I, I can see it. I could see this definitely going up. I don't think it's gonna. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's not at least two to three dollars now. Uh, but uh, I, I could see this definitely going up. Um, you know, to uh, somewhere maybe between a three to five dollar card. At some point, at least to a three dollar card. I think. I think it's definitely, you know, once things the decks get set a little bit more in the in the meta game and all that, I, I I could see this card going up. Certainly, long term, it's going to be worth more than eighty four cents. So,
0: yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really fun card to play with too. It's like you know, it's like one of those build around cards, you know that that are always kind of fun for casuals too. You know, I like I like cards that have casual appeal as well, just because the casuals really hold the value of these cards, especially mm-hmm. even after they rotate. And that's a kind of fun card to slap an enchantment on. I don't care who you are. You're sitting there thinking, yeah, baby. Double Strike Vigilance Trample, I'll take some of that. But, exactly. Know, put so a plus two, have... plus O on that or something, or plus yep. two, plus two, and you are a happy camper.
1: Absolutely. So you're going to see that in those Boros decks, you'll see that in White Weenie, and you know, whatever else is going to come on down the pike. But I think yeah. it's, it's definitely going to go so up.
0: Spicy little guy. Yeah. Pretty good. Excellent. I think that uh, might about wrap it up for the week. Yeah,
1: I think that covers us for this week. Very good. uh, Yeah. Good good episode. Uh, With that, I think we'll uh, call it a day. And uh, so going forward here, uh, may all your picks turn to gold. Take it easy, and we'll be talking to you again soon. See you real soon, guys. Catch you later. Bye.